Hello friends and welcome to the Pregnancy Loss Podcast. I'm Valen. I will be your host every Tuesday. I am a postpartum and bereavement doula, mom of four, lost mom, lover of Pilates, watermelon, crystal healing, and most of all, matte pink lipstick. I literally can't get enough. This podcast is to create awareness of all the realities that come during and after pregnancy loss. Not only will we talk about the pregnancy loss part, but also life and motherhood after. This is something that I see rarely discussed. My hope is that you leave this podcast feeling just a bit lighter, but also educated, supported, and really seen. This podcast is not only for parents of loss, but also the grandparents, the aunts and uncles, the family, the friends that it has affected. If you have a topic you'd love to see discussed, leave me a comment on the episode you're listening to, and I'll respond personally. Let's jump in. Hey, mamas. I am so happy you're here today. Um, I took a break from podcasting for about, I think, three weeks because we got hit with the norovirus, and it was like one thing after another for three weeks straight, and... (laughs) Things are finally getting back to normal. Um, So today I kind of want to talk about finding hope and joy after loss. I know a lot of times it can seem like it's impossible and that's never going to happen again. And it's just not true. And a part of finding joy and hope again is realizing that grief, this has probably been said so many times, is not linear, which means you cannot grieve in a straight line. So grief is like a plate of spaghetti and it's like never ending. Okay. And that's not to say that you will not eventually cope better and feel better. It's just that it's unexpected in, in random moments and times in your life for the rest of your life that, you know, you're, me, I'm four, almost four years in this July, and there will be weeks and sometimes a month or two when I just feel like it just happened again, and the feelings and thoughts start looping again that I felt in the beginning of my grief, and it's it's work. You have to actually work through the grief. You have to feel it. You got to, you know take responsibility for it and know that grief's okay. It's terrible that you have to deal with it, especially if you lose a child, a baby, your pregnancy, but grief is a normal part of life. And I think if we look at it that way and just realize that grief can make us feel crazy by the things that it makes us feel. Um, So I kind of want to like break that down for you. So to me, grief is like this crazy wild ride, okay? And it can make you believe so many things that are not true. (laughs) Like grief creates these lies and thoughts in your mind, okay? And so I'm going to like list list some off that I know that I remember feeling in the beginning and kind of talk about them. So one of the thoughts is, I can't live like this or I can't live anymore right after Evelyn died. Like, why do I want to continue living? How as a mom, I was built to make babies. How did this baby die inside of me? 
you know, and I attached my worth and my identity to the loss, which is something I've learned not to do. And in, in the beginning, it's impossible. Everything is, everything is connected. Okay. So don't feel bad if that's how you feel. This point of this is not to make you feel bad. Okay. And number two, another thought, I will never be happy or feel joy again. Again, our grief and the way it makes us feel, it makes us, it changes things on a molecular level. And that that's not like sounding like an idiot. Like it changes things down to our cells, our core, how we operate, how we go through life. Okay. But that is a lie. You will be happy again and you will find joy again. So sometimes what makes this kind of, it's it's like an exercise you can do when you have one of these thoughts, like I will never be happy or feel joy again. You need to start changing that to, I will feel happiness and joy again. Just not right now. And that's okay. And number three, another thought I've had is if I smile, laugh, or feel joy, I'm a terrible mom and I don't care about my baby who just died. Can you see how terrifying that these thoughts can be and how dark and how they could make you spiral? You know, what if, how could I really believe that? Life has to move on. It has to go on. And that's something that I learned too going through this stillbirth was I was really taken care of. You know, I was really supported for about a month. And that's not to say there weren't other people after that month who took care of me, like my my friends and stuff. But everybody seemed to move on. And so... If, if that's what I'm doing, then I don't care about my baby. And that's not true. Number four, the other thought is I'll never smile again. That is a lie. In the midst of your newfound grief, yes, this can feel this way. And it's okay if you want to sit in that for a little bit. My point of all of this to say is that we don't want to sit in it forever because it's not the truth forever. Okay. Another thought that I had was this is all my fault. I did this. My baby died because of me. I did something wrong. Um, I walked too much. I didn't take my prenatal every single day. I played around with my other kids. Like Again, the grief will create these lies. They start giving you thoughts and then you start having feelings connected to those thoughts. And then that's what you start to believe. Another thing that I thought a lot was I deserve this. There's something that I did in my life that for some reason, karma decided I did not deserve this baby. Um, I, you know, having babies was too easy for me. You know, something I always said was like, I'm so blessed that I have healthy babies. I'm so blessed and grateful that I was made to do this. And I'm so happy, you know, getting pregnant was easy. And 
So, and I thought too, that by saying those things out loud, I deserve to have this happen because I was too prideful and I was, um, you know, I don't know what the term would be like. I was just so self-assured, so self-confident, but that was not a truth either. I did not deserve this. Nobody deserves this. Number seven, this is one of the other thoughts, last thoughts that I've, that I could remember that I felt, um, if I don't spend every minute thinking about my baby, I'm a terrible mom and a terrible person. Because the thought here is that, especially in the beginning, it consumes you. You're thinking about your baby every day, all day, and, you know, trying to figure out what went wrong, what happened, what you could have done differently, what if, should have, could have, would have. Um, a lot of denial happens here. And again, this is not true, but in the beginning it is because you've never lived through something like this. And I mean, some of us have, if you've had, you know, multiple pregnancy losses, I'm so sorry. Um, but again, life has to happen and even for us, like for me, I had two little girls, you know, five and three at the time, five and four, almost five and four. And I had to take care of them, you know, and John, John couldn't make it home until five days later because he was on deployment. So I had my doula and I had my friends all help me with the girls and stuff, but I'm still their mom. I still have to bathe them. I still have to love on them. I still have to cook them food and all that stuff. Luckily for the first month or so we had a meal train and people helped and stuff like that. But again, I have to shower, you know, and I would get guilty when I was like thinking about myself and how am I going to get through this? How, how do I live this way? Like when my thoughts weren't pointed towards Evelyn and Evelyn alone, I felt so much guilt and shame. Like who doesn't think about their baby every second of every day after you lose them? But my sweet mamas, my sweet friends, these are not truths. And sometimes when we have these intrusive ruminating thoughts and we think them over and over and over again, and we start to attach feelings to them, then yes, we can start believing them. And then it's a lot of work and process to change those beliefs. I know because there's beliefs that I have from when I was a kid that I am still working on reversing. Okay. So you did nothing wrong by having these thoughts. We're humans. And this is part of, part of some of our, our stories is losing a baby. So there's that part, right? <laughs> All these thoughts, grief makes it, it's just so, it's so complex. It's so personal. It's so individual. And that's another hard thing about it is that every single person is going to grieve differently. You know, so me, I'm going to grieve differently from another mom who lost her baby. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with the way you're feeling. And something else I realized was that just because you're coping does not mean you're okay with it. I think that's another misconception. Like people see us and we don't look sad. So I must be okay now. And I must have gotten over it. And that is so far from the truth. If we don't cope, we are going to live in an empty shell the rest of our life. We have to cope to survive, right? So I th- that's just a misconception and people are going to feel that way, especially people who are very uncomfortable with talking about your loss, okay? They're going to think, oh, she's coping. She looks good. Okay, so let's let's move on. But that's not how we feel. We have just learned to live with it and beside it and to not let it take over every part of our life because we can't let it. But we will never be okay with the fact that we had to lose our baby or that there was a purpose for it or whatever people want to say, right? And I I took so many notes because I was like, I got on a crazy thing about this, but, um, Another thing is that grief and happiness, joy, they can coexist, right? I know it doesn't sound like a common thing, but how many emotions do you honestly have every day? Conflicting emotions that are completely separate, completely different, but yet you're feeling them. There are days when I am happy. I'm so happy, but I'm so fucking pissed off about something. And realizing that, like becoming aware that these conflicting emotions can exist together was like eye-opening for me. That is how we learn to cope by knowing and learning that uncomfortable emotions that do not belong together can coexist together. Like, I always think about it, like, how many times have you felt like 10 emotions at one time? Right? It's possible. It happens. <laughs> so, of course, grief and happiness and joy can coexist. Of course, I can be grieving the loss of my baby, but also smile and laugh at my toddler who is doing something hilarious. It doesn't mean that I'm happy about it or that it doesn't matter. Right? So you find, for me, um, I found joy and happiness um, during times that I was trying to cope, trying to feel better, and just during everyday life. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like I was always waiting for life to start for me. And that is something that has changed since Evelyn died, showing me that I get to choose. I get to choose my life, how it looks, how it feels. And I wasn't doing a very good job and I wasn't doing, I wasn't living how I wanted to live. And the death of my child showed me that. And I hate that it took that. Right? We, we get these... Um, 
we we have these changes within us when a child dies, when our babies die, when our pregnancy when our pregnancy ends unexpectedly. And um, so basically, for me, I just I started noticing things more. Um, probably, I think the first month was the hardest for me, and of course, things like holidays, Evelyn's birthday, um, things like that, but. I started really noticing things that would light up my girls. Things that I wouldn't normally notice if I was on my phone, watching TV with them, you know, listening to music, doing chores, things like that. Things where I'm not fully present. Um, but I felt like I didn't, I don't know, I spent more time off my phone. You know, unless I was researching stillbirth and, you know, trying to figure out what went wrong. Um, but I really just started learning how to be present for them and myself. Really being in the moment, feeling and seeing what they're feeling and seeing. Really just being. And um, I spent... I spent so much time, more time than I ever have, like learning about them, like learning their, their little faces and their little quirks and their personalities and the things that make them unique and different. Um, and just, oh, it, it, I exuded so much love in doing this, just realizing that these little kids are their own person. And I, they're mine. Like I got to give birth to them. I get to mother them. I get to watch them evolve. And, you know, some people who lose their babies, they don't have other children to focus their attention and time on. So, I mean, there are other, other moms that don't get to have this, you know, this, uh, something to focus on like other children. But, um, I just started spending time with them. I would lose time. I would literally lose time paying attention to the weather, the sun, the wind, the rain, the trees, the flowers. Like being in the Pacific Northwest, there is nothing like it, especially in the summer. But I just started using all of my senses to just, I would close my eyes and sit in the sun and just feel how all these different elements would make me feel and how amazing I felt being able to sit in the sun, feel the wind and smell the flowers and just be alive. Like, cause what I wanted more than anything was my daughter to be alive. And knowing that there was no way she could come back to life or come back from being cremated. Like I, wanted to experience the world differently. And I wanted my kids to, too. Like to this day, Callie is my most, um, I, I guess she just, she feels things that I feel a lot, probably because of what we went through together. But she'll be like, mom, just look how beautiful it is. Look how it feels so nice out today. Look at the sun. Like she's, I, just after Evelyn died, I, I spent the last four years feeling these ways, right? And trying to get my other kids to notice, like, just 
Just look around you, be aware, be present. Um, you know, I just really was trying to experience how beautiful our lives are in the midst of losing Evelyn and losing myself. The world is so beautiful, you guys. Like, there's no denying it. There's no ignoring it. And I think we forget a lot, too, that our world is healing. And a lot of the things that we could do to heal don't cost anything. You'll hear me over and over again say that sunshine and movement and water, like it, it saved my life and it can save yours if you let it. You don't need a bunch of money like to, to heal, you know, cause really what are you going to pay for that's going to heal you besides like doing things like self-care and massages and chiropractic care and therapy and things like that. But there are ways to help yourself. Okay. You don't need anything else but yourself and your senses and being present. And, um, I know I always say the, the, the P and W healed me, right? The sun, the wind, the air, the mountains, it just had a way of grounding me. And I could just drive to the mountains whenever I wanted. I could drive to these beautiful places and find solace in them. And um, it was, I was just very blessed to be there. And um, so those are, those are things that you can do in your grief. One, you need to know that grief will, it will, um, it will create lies. And those lies are not truths. And it's okay that you feel them. It's okay that that's what you're focused on in your healing. We're, you know, we're all on different journeys. We're all at different spots. We're all just in different lives. We experience things differently. Like we're two people are never going to feel the same way about losing a baby any grief, actually, any, any traumatic experience in general, it's okay. And eventually you'll get to a place where you can reframe these thoughts. And once you get there, just, you got to love yourself. You have to love yourself more than anything. And you have to be graceful. You have to be kind. And you have to be that way mostly f- to you. Because when, when we lose a baby, man, there's a lot of self-hate. There is so much unworthiness. And like we think we deserve it. And it could not be fucking farther than the truth. And I want you guys to know that. And I want you to know I'm here for you. And I love you. And I'm always rooting for you. And no matter where you are in your loss, you are going to be okay. You will be okay. Does it suck? Oh, it fucking sucks. It really does. I wouldn't wish it on the worst person in the world. But that is why I'm here. Normalize your grief. Normalize pregnancy. Oh, hiccups. Normalize pregnancy loss. 
normalize the feelings that you're going to feel, normalize grief and loss and happiness, um, normalize the fact that grief and happiness and joy can coexist and you can live with it simultaneously. That is why I'm here to support you, to let you know that you are not alone and we're in this together. And there are so many women going through the same thing that you are. And we just kind of got to find each other. And that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Create community, right? So I hope you guys have a beautiful day and try, you know, if you can, and you have a moment and you're just sitting on the couch, put your, like, put your phone in a different room. I'm telling you guys, that's like the biggest thing that helps me and just sit with your family. Just pay attention, pay attention to the things that make them smile and laugh and make them feel good. I found this to be a really good way too to figure out my kids' love languages, um, which has been super helpful in helping to raise them. So have a beautiful day. Spring is coming. It's March. My birthday's coming up and uh, I just love this time of year. So I'll talk to you guys later. Have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Pregnancy Loss Podcast. I hope you feel just a little bit lighter knowing you are not alone. Don't forget to share this episode or podcast with another person who may need the message. It is so helpful for me to help others find me. I'll see you next week for another episode of the Pregnancy Loss Podcast. Have a great week. Bye.